Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches. We're going hexing. What's up, witches? Hey, witches. We have on the cast today the gourmet witch. Oh. 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 That's all I can say, honestly, like watching. I wish I could watch her blogs, but reading, reading her blogs, I was literally like, oh my God, this woman, her recipes are so amazing. Mm-hmm. She is beyond expectation. Like if you have an expectation for this episode, don't even. Don't, don't, because we don't even know. We don't even know what's going to happen. All that we know is that we're going to be in awe. And Sean, how did you find her? Oh my God. I, I don't even know how I found her. I found her on Instagram. Um, she might've been, I do follow a shop called Skeleton Key Shop that I completely adore. She's, yes. a, you, you like her too. She's a oh, bath yes. and body. Um, I believe they are friends if yes. not coven sisters, I'm not yes. really sure. Yes. I hope she'll, I hope Andrea will mention it. Yes. Uh, her relationship with Skeleton Key Shop. But I believe that's how I found Andrea, who is the, also known as the Gourmet Witch. Yes. On, oh my God. Like I thought her Instagram feed was good. And then I started exploring her blog. Oh my God. Literally like, like oh. everything you've ever wanted in kitchen witchery is right there. So that's kind of our theme guys is this amazing kitchen witch and she's she's not just a kitchen witch she is so incredibly accomplished there's so there is absolutely so much and not just about like being a kitchen witch but I we're going to be learning a lot of other things that she talks about in her blogs like we're gonna get we're gonna get into sex magic which is like oh I can't wait (laughs) I'm like super nervous because I don't want to blush but at the same time like just so fascinated and we hope that you are just as fascinated as we will be during this episode but Mm -hmm. we totally even forgot Sean how witchy was your week how witchy was my week? My week has just been enjoying the spring air. It was literally 65 here today in New Jersey. Mm. And I'm just like over the moon about that. My week was pretty much just reveling in the turn of the season. How witchy was your week? It wasn't witchy, but I think it was just a huge revelation in where I'm at in life right now. Mm. Like um, a good friend of mine is going back to New York. And it kind of made me go down this spiral of, oh my God, like, should I be going back to New York? Oh my God, what's happening? Like, what am I doing? Like, should I be going back? Should I not? Just this whole like mental, just, uh, I can't even like explain it. Yeah. And I did a lot of thinking and talked to my therapist about it. Also talked to my voice teacher, who's basically my second therapist. And it just came to the realization that New York is not the place for me at the moment. And I don't know when it's going to be again, because my journey has got me to California. And because of this pandemic, I have learned so much more about myself and what I want to accomplish in life. And like, not only am I just an actor or an artist, I mean, podcasting, this Mm -hmm. business, like so much has happened. And I think I just came to the realization of, huh, I don't know if I want to do musical theater. Like, I don't know if that's really calling to me right now. And so it wasn't valid. Yeah, it wasn't witchy. My week wasn't witchy, but it was a big, huh, look what I've accomplished during this time and look what's going to happen from here on out. I mean, Sean, how many times have we been talking about living in California together now? Like, well, 
the fact that you said like, you know, I've, the pandemic has brought me to California and I was literally in my head thinking the place I've been trying to get you back to for years and years and years and get you to like, you know, because yes. I am obsessed with California. That's yes. my, one of my favorite places in the world. Yes. Um, the fact that my favorite person is from California, there you go. Um, but no, I totally think that's witchy. I think that's witchy as hell. That's very oracular and witchy as as heck. Um, the fact that you had, yeah. The fact that you had that like kind of, you looked into the crystal ball and you were isolating, you know, all the paths in front of you. That's very like, you know, it reminds me of kind of like the two of swords. Like you're kind of at a crossroads right now. Uh, I see you what know? you're doing. And so many people read that card as a bad card. I personally fucking love that card. I love knowing that there are two different paths, you know, mm -hmm. but I love that you are able to like, kind of take a step back and say, maybe this isn't for me or maybe it is, but maybe there's like a million other things for me too, that I could do at the same time. Absolutely. So. I think, I thank you for your support always in your life. Of course, like, as your third therapist. I know course. like literally as my <laughs> third therapist, but it's so true. Like, Friends, Sean and I have so much in store for you with this business and with our merch. And like, we're already thinking about so many things mm -hmm. on top of, have you ever thought about you having PTSD from New York? Oh God, I, I, literally, that's all like, I've ever been saying. That is I know. all I've ever been saying. I know. It changed it just, me. It, yeah, it just came also to a revelation. My therapist said that. I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like, no wonder why I don't have as much anxiety here. And like, there's not as much bullshit with people and, and career like this. Okay. Nothing against New York, but like New York is, you gotta be fucking strong to be there, mm -hmm. but sometimes you could be a little too strong and it can cause damage. So yeah, it, yeah, it was just a whole like cluster fuck of just like realizations <laughs> and things this week. <laughs> It's a personality, like you take on a personality as a New Yorker, you know, like I before, you know, very mild mannered, um, I've, I've still been a Leo all my fucking life, yes. but I, before I was very timid, but as soon as I started working in New York, I was mowing old ladies out of my way. Oh, you morning. were? Mm -hmm. Like I would mm -hmm. walk up and over you, get the fuck out of my way. You know, like that, that was my personality in New York. And I took a step back from that and I was like, ew, I don't like this, yeah. this asshole I've become, yes. you know? Yes. And I mean, New York taught me so much. It taught me how to be strong. It taught me how to fight for myself. Like it really just uh, opened doors and worlds for me. And it brought me to you. Well, Maggie brought me to you. Thank you, Maggie. But <laughs> Thank you, Maggie. But like New York also, like if I hadn't been working in New York, who knows if we have been like as close. Exactly. Now. Exactly. It. Everything, the, the universe brings people and situations into our life for a reason. And there is a exactly. reason and New York is not the place and LA is the place and this business and everything else going on. And, um, yeah, <laughs> that was very witchy. That was a, a witchy weekly relevation. Rele that's it. Thank you. Yes. That was, that's, that's, that's absolutely it. Okay. So enough of us talking because we be talking forever as always. So let's get into this amazing episode. Let's hear all about this beautiful gourmet witch. Woo. Let's go. Yay. <laughs> Andrea, the gourmet witch. Yes. Welcome to the cast. Welcome. Thank you Hi, so much thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. We are just so thrilled to have you because Courtney and I, like we've said so many times, are obsessed with cooking, obsessed with food. Yep. And 
we found your amazing blog and your Instagram and fell in love instantly. It, literally instantly. Just everything oh, that you put it. out, it's like a spell, you know, we're under your spell. <laughs> so. I try. <laughs> You succeed, my God. Um, but you know, like we we really want to, we have a lot to talk about, obviously. Seriously, yeah. And, but you know, just to start, we always wanna start these things by just kind of going over your background a little bit. And you have such a lush and amazing background. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a classically trained chef. You went to the Culinary Institute of America, which is so incredible. Um, you have experience in restaurant and catering world in New York City, which I definitely wanna hear about. Um, you're also a leader in the occult world. You're an initiated high priestess. I'd love for you to talk about that as well. Um, so I'm just hoping you can kind of describe to the listener what it, what all of that means, like how you've kind of taken all of your background and put that into your practice and, you know, how you integrate your love of cooking and witchcraft into your identity, I guess. That's a lot, Sean. (laughs) Sorry. That's a lot. All right. I'm going to try. <laughs> Go for it. I want to say I, I just, I grew up in the kitchen. Um, extremely Hispanic. I, I was in a stroller in the kitchen while mom was cooking or grandma or whoever. Um, and that was my environment. Always. Like all of my memories really of, of childhood come from like just being around food. And I want to say when I was younger, the annoyance of you know, hearing the blender at about seven o'clock in the morning when all you want to do is sleep or the pots that, you know, because of course, when you need a pot at 6.30 in the morning, it's the one on the bottom. Right. So I remember my grandma just dropping all the pots and just like, I guess maybe silently cursing to herself, like they're going to all be mad. Um, And just all the smells and the things that you would wake up with were definitely also non-traditional breakfast items. Uh, because um, my background is I'm half Ecuadorian, half Puerto Rican, as far as my heritage mm-hmm. goes. Um, so the Ecuadorian side is where um, my mother's from. My mother, and we lived with my grandmother as well uh, when I was young. So meals on the weekend were extremely traditional, uh, and they started very early because they would take hours to prepare. Mm. So that's, you know, you didn't, wake up to bacon and eggs unfortunately it's like soup is going oh yeah her um what we call alinho uh which is just a blanket statement for seasoning Mm, it's like heavily based in garlic so you're waking up Mm. to this Mm. (laughs) that sounds so good (laughs) um which I can tell you when I was little I was very bratty about all of it now I definitely appreciate it and it's just as good as a morning cup of coffee Mm. like when they're around and they come to visit and they start cooking early I'm just like yes I will wake up the day is great oh yeah I'm happy it's like it really does perfume the environment so all of that really influenced a lot of how I grew up I grew up around very strong matriarchal influences so kind of like that real goddess energy Mm. has been around me forever with my grandmother, my mother, and my sister, and my sister, um, who's a real powerhouse, actually. Um, She doesn't practice, but she's got like a lot of this strength um, spiritually. And 
like she used to have tarot cards that I used to sneak into and try to like give myself fake readings because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, Valid. She had other things here and there that I would just totally, you know, she's my sister. I'm digging into her stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And Mm -hmm. she's a Pisces. Her birthday is actually tomorrow. So that birthday. Yeah. Pisces like energy is just was kind of insane (laughs) growing up. For sure. You had a, a lot of like, really cool we love each other emotional but also she had a very funky side so mm-hmm. all of that really definitely helped kind of shape my personality I feel like I had a lot of support in I want to say being weird love it um, I love that yeah this was this was totally weird like I know I'm you <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got like 10 15 years on you guys <laughs> you do not look it at all (laughs) you know when I was in my teens practicing because I started when I was about 13 Mm -hmm. I definitely remember it was 13 because I grew up very sort of catholic um, because that was traditional I you know did all that stuff catechism classes did my communion um, had a couple of experiences that weren't so great and I just remember um that very moment where I like said my last official Catholic nightly prayers mm-hmm. and I'm just like you don't answer me Catholic Jesus <laughs> exactly um, or you know whatever sky daddy um <laughs> sky daddy and I'm just gonna maybe not talk to you for a little while and I'm gonna see what else is out there uh, um, I love so that yeah it was really innocent that moment I just was like I'm gonna break away from this because it's just not working and I'm like I love myths and I love all this stuff and I'm just like I'm gonna try to talk to these folks um and the first real energy that I worked with was the goddess Isis um and the moment I I started praying to her um she responded and quick Mm -hmm. and quick it was like so that was like, I need to do this. So that's where that journey started super early, super early. Um, I did a lot of reading and researching. I um, definitely went to random things. You did not have the availability of the internet to find a meetup. You just got lucky by looking at, you know, go to shops mm-hmm. um, and find any postings or things like the Village Voice. It was just a newspaper publication. People advertised Mm -hmm. um, and just meeting people along the way. Um, Pagan Pride wasn't like super huge then either, at least Mm, not Mm -mm. in my area. Um, We had, I had botanicas in my neighborhood, but again, that leaned more towards like the the ATRs. So although they did have stuff, you know, you didn't have... um, very much teaching again in the botanica which is not right. really where you go for that anyway um so moving along I just I even tried to start my own coven when I was like 14 I did too. I was like <laughs> that's dope <laughs> of, that's cool of course you know the craft came out and it's like mm-hmm. okay there's like four of us we're gonna figure this out and get possessed by some kind of entity have powers <laughs> and everything's gonna be great it did not it was not good. <laughs> mm. It was not good. Um, 
we learned a lot of cool things. And I think that what happens with like beginner's luck, um, which I like to call it when we're baby witches and we're trying all these things, you don't always know, you definitely don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. period. You don't know what you're doing. So I'll never forget at one point I had one of my coven mates uh, <laughs> like, I miss my boyfriend and I wish he would come back because his parents sent him I don't know where. Mm-hmm. So we did this spell, right, to like bring him back home. The It was like absolutely insane. At some point, his grandmother got like deathly ill, unfortunately, where she was like, they ran her to the hospital. So everyone was scrambling. He came back. I remember us doing something with a plane. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was. But then he also had like weird plane issues. It was insane. Grandma was fine. Totally fine. It was like a really huge false, false alarm. But we were definitely freaked out. And it was like... How about wow. we don't just do things kind of just like offshoot of the knee, right? Like let's kind of research really well, know what we're doing, know who we're calling and who we're working with. But that also shows how powerful you are at such a young age and doing that. Thank goodness that grandma was okay. But, Poor grandma. but still like, that's just so fat. That's just amazing that yeah. your power is like, oh my gosh. And you feel that like coursing through your veins and such, because like you, again, like I, you know, I, I started practicing when I was uh, very young with my best friend and we, I was like, like seven when I met her. So around like 10 to 13, we were really like, you know, connecting with the vampires of the night and speaking yeah. to the trees and, you know, doing all the the weird stuff that kids do, but making it magic. And from that age, I actually separated from her. Um, I moved away when I was 13. We're still friends to this day, but um, we just weren't in the same area anymore. So we couldn't practice together. And I just remember doing stuff by myself and feeling like so much power. It was, it was weird Mm -hmm. at like such a young age, you know? It's so, it's very free. It's yeah. And, but that's also slightly dangerous sometimes. Exactly. Yes. Know, then we're yeah. <laughs> then we're calling the dark lord and although he's really cool um some of us may not want to work with that type of energy mm-hmm. or the other little kind of minions that come with that stuff so i think um we just have to pace ourselves when it comes to this journey and i feel like that's such a huge thing again yeah. i feel like super old so when i see folks just kind of jumping in and like going zero to 100 really fast I'm just like but let's take this necessary steps because Mm -hmm. so many things can also affect us and just as simple as as you know just energies that attract that we can attract or are attracted to our light and they can be detrimental oh yeah I definitely have called random crazy things that I'm just like how do I get rid of you now for sure that's why anytime I want to do something like I will ask Sean before like I'll do my research but even because I'm I'm a beginner it's only been what two three years that I'm really like finding myself and anytime like Sean 
is this, is this, is this cool? Can I, is this okay? Like, just want to make sure, like, I don't want to fuck anything up. She's like, no, go ahead. You're fine. It's and okay. even I'm like, do, 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 do. Let me, let me cross-reference. You right. Know, because I'm not all knowing. Totally. So there, there, see, I went totally on the left. No, I um, love it. We <laughs> like it. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where that journey started. And then fast forward, I practiced definitely a lot more on my own. Um, few people here and there like I, I definitely got rid of not got rid of but our coven was dissolved we all went different ways um it was what it was but it was a great experience um and I just practiced solitary well through all of high school really mm-hmm. and there um just life happened and I was on my way to being an obstetrician wow um so that's, I think, super random. Fun fact, I wanted to Ooh. be a doctor and deliver babies. Wow. Um, but I was really fortunate that my school forced us to do an internship. And uh, because I spoke at the time, my Portuguese was a lot better. Uh, but I spoke Portuguese and Spanish. So they were like, we really need interpreters. Normally, you have to be 18 years old to work here, but you're volunteering and you need it for school, so we'll let you. Um, and myself and my friend, um, that I grew up with her since, oh, forget it, I've known her since I was like nine. We went to intern um, at Bellevue Hospital. So my very first experience was enough um, for me to just be like, I don't want to do this. The truth is I have a serious bleeding heart. I can't see anyone upset. Mm-hmm. I'm, if you start crying, forget it. I'm like- I'll start crying. It. I'll cry with you. Yes, that's exactly. I'm, I'm not really good at you know giving law, a lot of bad news, especially when yeah. it comes to your health. Like I've had to do that at a super young age. So I was just like, I don't want to do this. Hey mom, um, I don't want to be a doctor. This sucks because you had this whole plan. And I want to be a chef that didn't go over well at all. (laughs) Mm. Um, She really didn't understand kind of what I meant by that. So it was a little bit of a struggle, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. And and I did, I did. I applied, you know, bold, bold facedly. I did one of those like early applications where it's like, you can only do one or you could, whoever chooses you first is where you have to go. Mm-hmm. And I only applied to the CIA. And I'm like, if I don't get in, I'm not, I don't care. I give up. <laughs> I was really young. <laughs> I don't advise that for anyone now. That's a bad outlook, but <laughs> I just was like, screw it. Um, and I got in, I got in conditionally. Conditionally, because I had no experience. Um, and that really was an amazing just situation that kind of fell into my lap because I really didn't expect to get in. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't have any restaurant experience at the time and you needed it to get into cooking school, which also didn't make sense to me because we're all kids. And I'm like, how do I? Um, so I had to go figure it out. Yeah. And I had to basically go on a letter writing campaign and go on the times and look for all these great restaurants in the city. And I'm like, hi, I'm 16. I don't know what I'm doing. 
and I need you to give me six months worth of cooking experience so that I can wow. go to school. I sent out 52 letters. I got one response. Um, so I had to take it. And the owner, the restaurant owner was really great. He was super awesome. Really guided me in a lot of things, but I got stuck with the chef most mm. times. And he was really not happy with me. Um, I learned quickly that the restaurant industry is not very friendly towards women. Yeah. Um, so I had to grow a tough skin when it came to like work, mm -hmm. which I wasn't expecting because they were super mean. They did, they did a ton of pranks. They would bet on all sorts of things. I can, I'm here. I can hear you talking about me. They did terrible things. They did terrible things. And the only thing I wanted was to get through this, graduate and come back and like shove my diploma in this guy's face. Mm, and just be like, mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Suck it. Like, please. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's unbecoming of a priestess to just think that way. But at the time, but I, would I wasn't it. a high priestess and I totally tried to go back to the restaurant, but they had closed by the time I graduated. Damn. <laughs> that was Isis being like, let's it just move like, forward. <laughs> she was like, please, let's not. Um, and I, culinary school was, was amazing. It was amazing. I learned everything. I learned everything. Um, I also learned how little I knew and just how many other opportunities there were available to people. Cause again, I decided very last minute that I was going to jump ship. Mm. So, uh, from there, they also make you do an internship or an externship, whatever. So I spent a couple of months, I worked for the Palm restaurant group and they're like an old steakhouse. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, awesome. It was just like, like, I love all that like old world type thing and although the food wasn't like you know super high end um I learned how to work the line I really learned how to deal with people the chef was also a CIA graduate so he really pushed for a lot um and he let me work parties mm -hmm. which is when I learned that what I love most about food is catering and events and just seeing the because that's the magic for me is watching people while they're eat while they're eating. I'm totally that creep. And if you've ever seen like those windows, yeah, through the restaurant doors, that was me. I used to be like oh. this, like oh, yeah. who got this plate or whatever, and just watch celebrations. But also, don't ask me to come outside. I don't want to talk to anyone. I <laughs> yeah. Like front of the house stuff. I just like to observe. From there, basically, I, I moved along to a couple of restaurants along the city I mean I worked for Tavern on the Green right out of school mm, which was like mm -hmm. a humongous place um I learned what it means to break your ass there mm -hmm. um because nothing was like the holiday rush you're talking about 2,000 plates 2,000 yeah. yeah like I never even knew that you could cook this much food yeah it, it was insane it was insane um but again the parties all of that the that really, that's that's what drove me it drove me and um I worked for a couple of other caterers and I did a lot of like off-premises things so that's a whole other animal in itself 
Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely amazing too, because you're just like, I have two sticks and a piece of paper. And somehow we made a kitchen in someone's backyard. <laughs> so we, we really, the magic was real in that way. Oh. Like no one else maybe saw that what we were doing was like magic. Yeah. It's the feeling. We made it work. We made it's, it work. It, the magic in, when you were talking about how you would see people's reactions and you would hear people's reactions, that's witchcraft right there. That mm-hmm. is magic. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see like how your face kind of lights up when you talk about catering and that <laughs> br- brings in kind of the witchcraft into that, doesn't it? Right. It does. It does. So I was just, you know, I guess the gourmet witch wasn't born yet <laughs> when all that was happening. Um, the truth is that, I don't want to say persona, but that just melding of craft and food really happened when I started working seriously with with my our coven mm-hmm. uh, which is DM Lou and I am the co-creatrix co-creatrix mm-hmm. um with Natalie who's the owner of Skeleton Keytop I was wondering and yeah that just I read my that heart. yeah I read that on the website yes that makes my heart go out of my chest because I love you both so much yeah oh thank you so <laughs> We actually met at a catering company. <laughs> That's there awesome. you go. There you go. That's the witchcraft right because there. She's she's a pastry chef. Yes. She's a pastry chef. And you could so, tell by her creations that it, she's a pastry chef. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Her stuff is is like I'm like I I'm so reminded of all those days and I'm just like, I wish I could eat this. Mm-hmm. Her stuff is so pretty, you know? So I would sneak into her kitchen, steal treats, um, which was definitely terrible. Absolutely, because everything is counted. You know, we're catering. There's maybe right. a few extras, but I didn't care. I was in there and I would totally steal off her rack. And she was Obviously. super great to not curse me out. To not curse <laughs> me out, although I know she didn't love it. And we bonded um, after I almost destroyed her kitchen with salad dressing oh my god that was part of my job I had to make gallons of it so she had a giant mixer and we you know this is our joke of whose fault was it (laughs) because the mixer happened to be on number three which is the highest setting Mm -hmm. so when I went to turn it on it started a splatter stuff everywhere she like jumped over me to shut it down (laughs) and those stand mixers man (laughs) they're crazy so I was very cute at 22 years old wearing (laughs) flip-flops um like a sleeveless shirt totally not kitchen appropriate Mm -hmm. um and I'm just like that really sucked and I'm gonna leave now and she's like who's cleaning this and I'm like not me (laughs) not me but you know, I had to help with the cleanup and then we have the person who does whatever, but she saw that I have this giant back tattoo and then she's like, do you? And I'm like, yes, do you? I love that. <laughs> I love those like, connections. I do. <laughs> and then we've been friends ever since. Wow. We've been friends ever since. Um, we've had a couple of other connecting journeys along the way spiritually like I said I'm a high priestess of the Loop, but I also have Osho made in the um, Lukumi tradition 
Mm-hmm. And Natalie is actually my godmother. So she initiated me wow. into that realm. That's so special. Um, so that's really, although we connected over like witchcraft, our like first real spiritual connection was that to the ATRs. Yeah. Um, we were working with that for a long time. Um, and once I was, because we have like a, a a period of time once you're initiated where you have to wear all white and you're kind of just in a little bubble. You're not able to do many things at all, um, especially working like with spiritual things because you're just trying to be cleansed mm-hmm. um, and just be, right? And get acclimated with the new energy. But we started trying to work together right before I got initiated. Um, which was our very first circle together. And it was like, whoa, this is something else. We can do this. And we work well together. So I went through my period of cleansing. And when I came out, I want to say like a month later, we were like, and we're going to start. And that's where DMLU was born, which is um, our oracular tradition. And our coven is about to turn 10 this year. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Happy so, birthday. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we have definitely had a lot of folks come through our doors. We've trained a lot of people. We've grown so much. And in that, in those very beginning stages of all that is really where the gourmet, which was born. Um, because we would... We all had day jobs at the time, like everyone who participated, you know, we're adults. So we don't have the luxury of just whatever. Yeah. And it was hard to, like, I guess, especially for some of us, we want to enjoy this free time, like what we would consider our time, you know? Uh, many of us had children, spouses, all these other like responsibilities and just gathering around a table, having a couple glasses of wine, enjoying really what started off as like meat and cheese turned into meat and cheese and an app and then a main course and then dessert and then signature cocktails. And it really became an experience. Wow. Um, and that's something that I really loved that we did so early on. So whoever came through was just like, wow, this is how you guys circle. And it's like, yeah, we get down. So on top of like an amazing ritual, we're also going to have this great meal. Yes. (laughs) That's how it should be. The magic is steeped in the meal. I'm hearing so much community in in food is community and it's magic Mm -hmm. and it's art. And I love that. It's it's not only cultural, but it's like, it's having this incredible experience born from just connecting woman to woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And I absolutely adore that. I What a lush story. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You're seriously. an incredible storyteller. Like just yeah, with your you. own story, you know? Yeah. You went through the hard times. You learned so incredibly much. And then you were able to birth your own beautiful child from this you know that is that was was good that was good that was a good way to put it yeah 
I, I just am fascinated by your story. I love it. Not only have you started this beautiful business and this coven and just, oh, there's just so, there's so much. We need to jump into your amazing blog. We need to jump into your website because your blogs, like even before that we started recording, like Sean and I said, your blogs are so personable. And so they, it just makes sense to every single person. Like I said before, I'm not a huge reader, but as soon I got hooked, I read all of your blogs in what? An hour, maybe a little bit more than I just one day. I literally told John, I was like, okay, I'm going to go through all of them again, just to make sure. And one of them, it's one of your most recent ones, sex magic. Like that just drew me in and <laughs> you can't help it. You can't help it. In your article, you talk about how sex magic can be used to achieve a variety of things. This is the quote. You say, looking for a new job, sex magic. New apartment or buying a home, sex magic. Money spells sex magic in need of healing, <laughs> sex magic. Please describe to us and the listeners, how one can use the power of sex to manifest. Because, oh, just that whole article was absolutely just fucking fantastic. <laughs> so those are the things that, um, those little golden nuggets, yes. right? Um, that are sometimes super hard to teach. Because um, I feel like you have to have a really open mind to just take in this stuff like you may not want to subscribe to everything that people suggest but I think it's super all like awesome to just listen to folks and see how it sits with you right so when we do circle together right we if we have a common goal at the end we're working on a spell we're working on something we have to raise energy in order to well, according to our practice, we raise energy in order to kind of get to a point where we're all aligned. And when we release this energy, right, into, you know, the ether, um, that's sending it up to wherever and whoever has got to listen or is going to pick it up. So it sounds very much like what an orgasm is. We're building this energy, right? we're building up we're getting to a place oh. of where you know we're about there mm -hmm. we're gonna hit climax and then in that moment of release right and the whole process of having this this act whether it's alone with a partner with many you know get no judgment it is what it is um we're creating and we're just drawing up this raw power because really when you're when you think about it on a spiritual like avenue it's still energy right that you're creating with two different people or again by yourself um so it's there and it's it's alive and just raw so once you have an orgasm you're releasing this why not use that release in the same way that when we're in circle and we're raising energy to send out some spell work it's the same thing to me it really is in, yes. in an enjoyable way so we're trying to resolve that's definitely a great way absolutely to kind of just hone in on manifesting whatever we're trying to do at the time I love that and it works oh. it really really works I'm sorry I'm, I'm a huge advocate for it 
that I'm no, doing. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And it's fun. <laughs> I've, I've been doing it forever. I've been doing it forever. <laughs> yes. No, that's the perfect, I mean, an orgasm is an incredible release of power. It's it's probably Energy. one of the oh. one of the the best parts of being a human, you know. Honestly, and to be able to take that and to put it towards intent and to put it out into the universe um, as a conduit. That's exactly what it's meant for, in my opinion. Um, even just to be able to enjoy the moment, because you know we don't get a lot of that, especially uh, especially this year, you know. Oh, COVID. <laughs> yeah I know yeah and how has I was gonna ask how's like COVID kind of changed things for you I mean you have your amazing blog you have your writing you have your cooking um has you know it disrupted um obviously it's been very disruptive and for a lot of us both physically and mentally but how has it like affected the gourmet witch personally so COVID has totally kicked me in the ovaries. <laughs> oh my God. That is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so at the, I want to say end, right? Let's say, and it was in the summer of 2019. Um, I did this huge feat for best. And this was like my very first public event. There she is. She's on my desk. She sits on I my desk. <laughs> um, because I wanted to branch out a little bit more than just the internet. Because um, you could take a good picture or style something nicely, but does it taste good? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that's huge for me. Right. If I'm telling you that I can't cook. Um, I feel like I need to showcase that and show you. And again, since I said events are my jam, I love them. I was like, okay, we're going to throw this goddess a feast. And in my blog post, I definitely talked about how how I got there with her. Um, Now over the years, so I definitely started working with ISIS a long time ago. Um, then I worked with Venus exclusively for mm-hmm. years, had a crazy experience with an ex through the Venus statue at him. Wow. Um, in my, That's in my very way. Venus energy, actually. It is. She right? would do like, that. How dare you? So I threw it, it broke. Yep. And I think from that, I broke a little bit too. And I'm like, I think we're going to just shelve this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause maybe you might be mad and you're going to smite me. So I'd rather not. <laughs> Um, she does get Maddie's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to know. I, it, no. Yeah. So we're gonna cool it for a little bit, and with all of that, again, life changes. And when the Blue started, um, who wanted to work with me um, was actually Freya. Love Freya. So um, I was on the fence about that. Not going to lie. She knows how I feel. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Definitely was not my first choice. I really tried to avoid it at all costs. Um, But she's just like, yeah, sorry, it's me. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we've been working together for, again, about to be 10 years. So you would think that the feast would have been for her. And she's like, I don't want it. And I'm like, okay, 
Yeah, you can't say Thanks. no to that. <laughs> so I was like, great, okay. So if you don't want this, then I'm not gonna do it because the, the purpose and my intention, right, of reaching people is not gonna be manifested and this is probably gonna go to hell. So I'm like, who, well, who can I do this for? Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got nothing. And Beth is like, okay, I'll bite. And I can't tell you how great that experience was. I was absolutely nervous, a wreck, a complete disaster, to be perfectly honest. Like I've cooked professionally for years. Like I've served celebrities, but this, mm -hmm. I guess because it was mine, you know, and it's so close to my heart, um, I was a hot mess. I am forever grateful to my coven because they were there. Not only were they for, there for the ritual, but they showed up uh, from the very beginning. They met me there, they helped set up, they helped do all these things to get the event rolling. They helped with the crowd and all of it. It was just perfect. And Bast really took over. She really did. She came into that space when we called her and you could feel it. You could feel it in, in everything, not only in the food, in the ritual, in the people, because I think getting later into the evening, folks started to try to pair off into corners. Mm -hmm. and it was really cute. And I'm like, revelry. Like, no, not here. Yep. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> we all about revelry when it comes to yeah. Bast. <laughs> so, I was just like, wow, I had this amazing belly dancer who, again, sight unseen almost. Um, I saw like a few pictures and something was just like, hire her. Mm -hmm. And she came in and totally entertained everyone too. Um, I was floored by her performance. So what that brought out of me was just the desire to do more. And so I was like, okay, what am I going to do next? So I was hoping actually to do something for February 2020. And then COVID was like, no, we can't. Nope. Uh, no we can't even though we were in an official lockdown it was already getting very hectic yeah where I then paused for a minute and I'm glad I did um but then radio silence because we can't gather and on top of gathering especially in the beginning you weren't able to share food mm -hmm. and now we're still in the in the place where the vaccine is here. We might be able to gather. Yes, outdoor dining is a thing. And I go, but we're uh, still a few steps. We need a few more things to happen before I could host another event like that. Mm -hmm. But that's all I wanted to do. And yeah. I'm just like, can we all get vaccinated? Let's get to a place where yeah. we can get back to this. I go because I need to continue to throw these goddess events mm -hmm. um, or pagan or witchy events or whatever, because it's like, whoever wants to bite, I'll throw you a party. Yeah, I'll bite. And we can, <laughs> we can have a beautiful feast, like Ostara's coming, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a couple of weeks away and so much can be done. Yeah. So much can be done. Yeah. It includes all of that. And I feel like deep in my spirit, you know, that traditionally when you did have you know rituals back in the olden days I'm like there's had to be some kind of feasting there yeah. had to be when oh, there yeah. was food and we weren't starving to death of famine you know um, 
but feasting was always part of tradition. Yeah, it almost it's just always like been every avenue. So that's really what drives me. And COVID has put like a real big do not go, cannot, you know, don't collect $200. You can't do anything. So I've been just trying to create content for Instagram, but it's, I gotta tell you, it's hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. That motivation is difficult to ramp up when I don't get the person to person interaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's so different. Like here, try this, bite this. This is amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. The perfect, you know, yeah, the perfect bite. Yeah, the perfect bite. And that's very real because mm-hmm. you can, you can tell. I feel like you can tell a lot about a person by by the things that they enjoy eating. Yes, and not only the things, but the whys. The whys. Yes. It's yeah. it's like I love it. I really do. You know, like one of the things I talk about all the time is like my husband's coffee. He doesn't cook really. Um, because I, I do all that mm-hmm. um, but I can't recreate that cup of coffee yeah I can't mm-hmm. I can't and it, it's such a like such a beautiful ritual it's so simple but it's just amazing he's always up before me so he's already in the living room and he's got the coffee going and I roll out of bed and then I wrap myself in a blanket on the mm-hmm. couch and then I'm just there waiting <laughs> for my coffee. Yes. And then he'll be like, do you want coffee? Like, yes. <laughs> and just the anticipation of him going and just putting some cream and some sugar together in this cup yeah. and then bringing it. But just the action of the service of him doing this, right? Just knowing that it makes me feel good. That's his own version of kitchen magic. It really Mm -hmm. is. And the love in this cup when I Mm. drink it, right? That when he leaves for work and the coffee is waiting for me and I have to put it together, it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. No, not, not at all. It doesn't taste the same. No. I mean, Sean, your, your, your boyfriend, Zach, like he is a chef. Oh my God. He's so good at, he, you know, he's always been a great cook. Yes. But recently, he, you know, he, so his um, profession is music. He's a musician. He plays everything and he's a performing artist like Courtney. So he obviously was completely shut down during COVID. Yeah. So he was like, you know, I need to explore art a different way. And he started watching so many different chefs um, cooking videos, started reading, he started researching um, and just making any kind of dish he could find and you know really like all of the things that you have explained like the the expression the the sound you make like that's the stuff he looks for when he makes stuff for me mm-hmm. and I'm a notoriously pain in the ass picky eater yeah so he's always <laughs> like I gotta make this interesting I gotta make like and he's also been sneaking um I'm not I I have never really been able to do hot and he's been sneaking hot pepper into my food slow. He's been like microdosing me slowly. Yes. So I'm at the point where I can actually handle like he'll he'll be like, you know, I put like a lot of cayenne in this and I'll be like, what? <laughs> you know, like I had no idea I could handle that, you know, yeah. so just exploring like cooking. It's, it's such an amazing art form. And we don't think about that 
just growing up with like, you know, if you don't grow up with such a lush cooking background, like, like you said, you were in a stroller in the kitchen, just watching the women in your family, like make these amazing meals and just start early in the morning. Some of us don't have that background. So to be able to come to it later in life, it's really, it brings so much magic into the art or into the act, Yeah, you know, it's incredible. Um, which is a great question to ask, like, what would be some basic kitchen witching techniques for a beginner? If you want to get into it now, I would love to, I would love to be more of a cook. Like I, I would love any, any, any advice. (laughs) Um, I think that one of the the strongest things that you can build is a good seasoning base, Mm. right? Like your signature seasoning um a couple of things go a long way they they really really do and and folks don't just understand how some dishes can be they're so amazing and it's like what's the base of this is like onion celery and carrots and you're like how you're like how um i would say for folks really just trying to get into cooking uh experiment don't be afraid. Don't be afraid um, to try whatever you feel inspired to try at the time. Um, a lot of things are readily available again on the internet where you're just like, how do I cook this piece of meat? For instance, like if you like steak, um, I think cooking beef is super hard for a lot of people, especially when you, you're not like a well-done person. Mm-hmm. If you're well done. You could just cook it to hell and you're like, whatever. Right. Um, and chicken's also super tricky because you're like, it needs to be well done, but it can't be so hard that, you know, I can hurt someone with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, what I like about it is cooking can also be very intuitive. So what they teach us in school a lot of times is to gauge by pressure, right? And they, they teach you on your hand, actually. Yeah um the the different degrees of temperature uh, which are like super crazy to me because I was like what yeah um and you can just go about that and I think that there is a lot of science when it comes to food so give yourself the opportunity to if this didn't go well the first time try it again give it Mm -hmm. two or three shots before you like officially give up on something Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to cooking proteins because it can be tricky and definitely overwhelming for a lot of people. And one of the most magical tools that are, are out there is a um, the thermometer. Yes. <laughs> the thermometer. Don't don't be afraid to use one. Yeah. What a thought. Don't and that's be something to use one. So I was wondering, uh, you know, this might be kind of a difficult question for you as an amazing chef, but what kind of ingredients do you like to use in your cooking that could also possibly double as spell work ingredients? So I'm thinking specifically here of like bay leaves, cinnamon, sea salt, rosemary, oranges for me. It's what I like to work with. But what about right. you? So like everything has a magical property. Mm-hmm. It really does. Anything that's natural has a magical property. And what I've just learned over the years is like how to use them, how to harness them. Um, funny you mentioned bay leaf. I absolutely hate it. 
Mm-hmm. I hate it with every fiber of my being. I really don't know why. Yeah. And then just the taste for whatever reason. Just well, when you crunch into it, it's like and, and I'm eating. Like, okay. But basil is so amazing for protection and for healing, which I find that it's, it's especially used in things like stews and soups. You'll always find a random bay leaf yes. or <laughs> beans, right? Yep. Like the Chipotle meme that's going around. Like, yep. <laughs> the leaf. Thanks, Chipotle, for the leaf. Like, whatever, you know? And it's like, guys, that's a bay leaf. Um, so then you have to think about that a little bit. Like, this is a winter dish. You see bay leaf all the time. Why? Because people get sick in the winter. Mm-hmm. How can we maybe avoid sickness? Well, let's cook with some bay leaves because it mm-hmm. has a lot of healing properties and again, protection properties. So I will still use a bay leaf. I hate it. I'll put it in there. I'll give it a couple of turns. I'll wait 15 minutes and then I'm going to dig for it. And then mm-hmm. I'll take it yep. out. Um, but in the winter, I will use, I'll use the bay leaf. For me, achote is a huge staple in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a little red pebble almost, almost clay-like. And you take that and you boil it in oil and there's a really random little tiny pot. It's really cool, the whole process. Mm-hmm. I don't make it ever. I need my grandmother to make it mm. because it's the only way it's gonna work or taste right. So it's a whole ordeal. Um, but she makes this for me and it dubs also as food coloring, mm-hmm. right? But that the property of a natto right, which is the seed. And then by way of the cooking, like once it's cooked and prepared, it's now called achote, right? Mm-hmm. So this for me is something that I use when I want to just create, um, change the atmosphere in my home. If the energy feels kind of low, I'm going to use this in my dishes for the week. Mm. because I feel like it's very fiery in a way of where it draws energy up and it brings, it sparks a lot of joy, right? Mm. It reminds me of the sun. It has a lot of solar energy with it. So if things are you know, kind of like muddled, we've all had like a long week, school is crazy. Um, we're all working long hours or whatever. I think that that's something that I lean on to kind of change the mood in the house mm, right? that's so I, cool. I use it for a little bit of love magic too mm-hmm. um because it has that fiery also yeah although it's not spicy um all the baking spices cinnamon is like cinnamon clove and allspice I, i'm gonna have to be buried with them <laughs> so is courtney <laughs> yeah i can't help I it don't, that combination is is like the mirepoix of baking and also a lot of, you know, kitchen magic that has to do with love. Three particular spices are just staples, staples. Cinnamon being the most important also for me. Yes. Um, I, I need to put it in everything. Literally. Um, I'll, I'll find a way. I make tea out of it. I drink it in a tea. Um, I use it for syrups when it comes to cocktails and other things. Ooh, mm. yes. Again, love it on the love end. 
but also cinnamon has a lot of healing properties. Mm-hmm. So what we love here is when we have a, anyone here has a cold, either my husband or my daughter, and it's like, hey, can you make that tea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it brings that also like warm, loving energy uh, with the cinnamon, the allspice and the clove combo. Um, and that helps when you have a sore throat. When yep. your nose is stuffy, it does yep. clear all your airways. So on top of it actually being medicinal um, with the caveat of it having its own magical properties mm-hmm. and of wanting that healing to come through and make them feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 food is such a soup. Food is such a mood. Food is such yeah. a mood. Can that be something? that be a quote? Can that be a quote food on a is shirt? A mood. Food is, is a mood. And speaking of creating a mood like we did in the last topic and uh, you using these ingredients dirt for love magic. I would love to go back into the article for sex magic talking about sigils and food magic. We love what you put forth in this article, working a spell into food to create a mood. Quite literally use food as a love language is so powerful. Can you share some ways you have put, you have used magic through cooking to bring a desired result? Like in this article, your photo of the cookies, I loved what you said on them. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say them out loud, but read the article, see what these cookies have said, because it just felt so powerful to write something down on a piece of food that speaks to you and just inhaling it. I don't, I, I, that's how I felt when I was reading the article. Like it just felt so powerful. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you that I was banned <laughs> on Instagram like two or three times because of just me writing about this piece and wow whether Instagram themselves or someone reported me it was really comical actually um that's stupid and I laugh because I I feel like this was the first year I kind of showcased a little bit more of that right because I find a lot of that super personal for me Mm -hmm. um and I'm just like I'd really love to share this because again this is love in the time of COVID people aren't able to go out you aren't able to do all these things so yeah it would be fun to make some sugar cookies together. Yes. Um, and then write a bunch of raunchy things on them. Like, yes. Oh. The, so the inspiration behind that, so I can answer your question. Um, the, the one that I used there, I think was for unity. I want to say, if I recall, that was the sigil that I used. But you can create whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your desire is like a new love interest mm-hmm. or you at this moment are super shy and want to introduce, you know, new things to spice things up to your sex life and you're just not super comfortable with maybe fully expressing this from your mouth, but don't mind maybe writing it on something like a cookie will I find that it's a cuter way of just maybe getting past that anxious moment that we might feel when talking to a partner. Um, And also just bringing in that fun because you can't forget the fun. Yeah. Fun should be number one. So if you might not be super expressive, then for me, I felt like writing it down and just sliding a cookie towards that other person is like, this is exactly what I want you to do. Yep. How do you feel about it? Follow the sugar cookie. 
That's right. Follow the shook. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I do have a, a, a very pressing question from my boyfriend because he wanted to know. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> so my question was, what's your favorite tool to use in the kitchen? And what is your favorite tool to use in spell work? But his question was, what kind of knife does she use? Because I need to know. I'm going to sound like a terrible person and not so great a chef, but my knife what i use is the standard knife that i was issued in culinary school that's special though it, that is, it special. is a really basic german knife but the german um, knives are so good they're right, so good real basic german knife with a uh, not really impressive black handle and i've used it forever i have used it I, yeah I don't really have, I have a bunch of other house ones um, for everyone else to use because that that's always a thing. I've had folks drop my stuff. I've had a knife tip bend and I lost my mind. Yeah. Like it was so unbecoming. Like I lost it. I flipped the fuck out. I was just like, who did it? I mean, no valid. One, yeah. No one that's your tool of power though I love that I actually still have it weirdly somewhere just as a reminder of like please don't touch my things yes touch my Uh, pots uh -uh. so between my knife being one of my favorite tools I would say my favorite magical tool is my cast iron skillet they get a lot of love Um, Mm -hmm. they also get a lot of hate yeah, and it's taken me several years to accept how great they are and how versatile they just like I never thought that we would connect. I've tried to use one in the past. Um, I saw a, when I was in culinary school, I went to visit with a friend. Her parents or her family and she is from like Pennsylvania, but like deep where there are more cows than people, Pennsylvania. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And (laughs) like getting to her house, there's no no Wi-Fi, there's no GPS. And they give you directions by like, you know, go three miles, make a left at this tree (laughs) trunk, you know, go Southwest and then you're there. So I was totally freaked out. I'll never forget it. I'm like, the aliens are coming. (laughs) I'm gonna get murdered. Oh my God. It's taking me, I'm gonna be sacrificed. Um, because it was so scary to me. And as, as a New York City kid, I had never been anywhere. Like, yeah. And then she just, I kid you not, cuts a left randomly in the, down this giant dark road and then passes some trees and then their house appears. Mm-hmm. And that was her mom's house. And they raised chickens and she had like all, you know, vegetable garden, herb garden. It was absolutely amazing. I was in love. Mm. But her mom made eggs in a cast iron skillet. Yep. And I was just like, That was it. Ow. <laughs> Ow. So mm-hmm. I've had a couple over the years, but the one that I have now, we we have a pact. It's definitely a magical tool now. It has its own just little spirit in there. And I can't go wrong. I do anything and everything in it. I love that. That yeah. like bread. Um, like I've done everything. Yeah. It's like you're awesome. 
Yeah. Oh. The, the eggs in the cast iron skillet, though, I can like confirm we don't make eggs any other way than in a cast iron skillet now. Like they're just, they trans, it transforms. Yeah. It's like a whole oh. different egg. <laughs> That's, oh my God. That's amazing. You know, I never, I never would have thought that, but you know, from just seeing her do that, I'm just like, wow. Wow. Yeah. What a difference. Yeah. so I really yeah. do love that thing yeah oh, yeah love that we could probably have you on this cast for another hour because we still have so many more questions so if you could do a part two with us sometime later we would love to have you back on but yeah to end it we would love the final segment to be talking about where can we find you you have an amazing book that was published in 2018 food magic where can we find it? You are working on another book. What is that book going to be about? What can we expect? Yes, thank you for that. So yes, yes. I totally come back for a part two. Yes. Um, <laughs> count me in. Um, well, right now, just again, due to COVID, um, the best avenue to reach me would be through Instagram right now, um, through that and, and my blog, right? So I, I try to, I'm planning on, just keeping up with that, trying to share recipes and little tidbits along the way. So definitely those online resources are, are open um, for everyone. Food Magic is actually available on Amazon. So it's, if you got Prime, you can totally get it shipped for free, um, but it's available there. And I, am, I was definitely still working on this larger cookbook. So really... That was a, a, is a huge vision for me. You have like a, a end all be all, right? In my mind, I wanted to create like the one book that you could always reference when it came to celebrating just life and the holidays, mm -hmm. mm. right? So, and a few little tidbits for some of the, you know, deities for folks who work with deities. Yes. Um, so that's really what that will encompass. And it's, oh. um, at this moment, I have about 324 recipes <gasps> that I have planned for this giant tome, right? Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I want you to pull it off the shelf, like how you would picture um, like an old school book of shadows, you know, yes. like thump and it hits your counter and then you open it oh. and it's got, you know, your own food stains and your little notes and whatever. That's what yeah. I envision. Oh something that you God. can always go back to. So I'm still working on that because it's a feat like in its own. It, it's a lot of work to put oh. together. Um, and then I'm so translating. Excited translating from like chef language to yes everyday folks yeah because when you look at like a recipe that I write it's like a bunch of numbers weird abbreviations and like three steps that have three or four words in it like no one knows <laughs> what this means <laughs> Zach would know Zach would probably know yeah, yeah Zach would be the only okay. one <laughs> yeah right it's like creaming method bake cool done and you're like yeah. what is creaming method <laughs> what I'm definitely having to just finish those final touches with that um and then it's off to look for a publishing house 
Woo. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to buy it. Yeah. Same, same. I'm excited. I'm excited. (laughs) I hope I can do it justice, honestly, because I'm going to try to be the one that, that cooks. So for him, so we'll see. I'll be there. I'll be there having you cook for me. That's yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll cook okay. for every. I'll, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I try want that. to say, I want to say, and, and not in a braggy way, but I feel like I did teach culinary school for about five years. Yeah. And I find that there, you just, the simpler, the better that mm-hmm. you can break down a recipe for folks would then help you be successful. Yeah. Right. Like, we can use a lot of fancy words and I know a ton of fancy words and I don't mind teaching them. And they're definitely in the book and they're in the recipe, but you'll get a little footnote on the bottom. This is the French word for here, chop this up into a ribbon and how to do it. So it it really is, you know, my, my labor of love that I I'd love to birth and put out into the world. Amazing. And you do like so many labors of love. Thank you so much for, putting all of that out, what you do, being, letting us kind of peek into your world, not only in your cooking world, but also like the stories of your family and just, yes. thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Not only that, but just like hearing your story and like hearing your voice from what I'm pulling out in your blogs too. Like that's, that's so fun. So I'm having my you. mouth water right now. My <laughs> mouth is still watering. I'm, I'm so hungry. I can't wait to eat dinner soon. <laughs> awesome thank you thank you both so much for having me and and again letting me tell my story through your platform Like, I know I say that about everyone, but she's like a yummy mystical. She's yummy. I like how you said that. uh, I just, the whole time I was honestly, my mouth was just watering the whole time. Even though we didn't talk about food, but like for some like parts of it, I just still like go back to her blogs and even her stories with what she was talking about. And just, oh, just the way that she talks about her journey through just her whole life, her whole life. It's just, it was just amazing. It was so amazing to meet her. So Sean, thank you for finding her. Yes. It's all about seducing people, right? Either with food Mm. or words. And Mm. I think she did both. I think she seduced us with everything. Yeah. Yes. And we will for sure have her back on the cast again, because we need a part two. Yeah. That was fun. Yes. Yes. If you like this episode, if you liked our past episodes, like, subscribe, share, find us, follow us. We're on the Instagram, the lion, the witch, and the pod. We're on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, anchor, all that good shit. Um, uh, Sean, what, what, anything else? I don't know. Tell your dog about us. Oh, obviously, (laughs) especially, yes, especially your dog. Oh God, don't you just have so much fun with us? We're just a barrel of laughs. Always, always, we always are. (laughs) We love you guys, thank you. Much love.